Hi everyone, it's Plastic EP here from Melbourne, Australia. Let me tell you, you're listening to one of the greatest podcasts out there on the internet and all over the world, coming through your speakers live. It's Jim <laughs> and Mike, talk music, and I wouldn't miss their episodes because I love these guys. They are great, and the show's great too. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Today we have a very special guest with us. He is a worldwide legend from Melbourne, Australia. In the last year and a half, he's done over 500 live Facebook shows, and he has interviewed many great personalities from Leslie Cavendish, Paul McCartney's barber, to Susie Quattro, to Chris France from The Talking Heads. His band, The EPs, have released over 70 albums. Let's welcome to Jim and Mike Talking Music. Actually, 100. Original His songs. band, the EPs, have released okay. over a hundred albums. Let's welcome to Jim and Mike Talk Music, the biggest monkey fan in Australia, Mr. Plastic EP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love being with you guys because you guys rock, and you know that. Thank and you. I, I found you on the net, and I said, these guys have got something very special happening between them, and the way you Thank guys you. look today, I don't know if I've gone <laughs> back to the fifties or I've gone back to the seventies here in Australia. <laughs> Yeah, and then this, we, this... To, you, we used to have the ones with the mullets in the seventies, and you guys are wearing mullets from the seventies. Don't have yeah. to know that. <laughs> this, uh, uh, this, this look, is... I have a drink here. I know this is an Australian. Yeah, that's right. Foster's well done. It's like an oil can. Yes, yes. I put this in my car. That's it, exactly. It Did goes you just buy faster. that especially for the show? <laughs> I'm gonna spell it. <laughs> it Did you buy here. that especially for? No, Jim. Oh, we can hear it. Yeah, there, there it is. Okay. But this uh, this wig I'm wearing actually is uh, it's an Elvis wig, but it would be Elvis after a hard day's night. I mean, after something going on, because it's you know it's it's looking pretty rough. Unbelievable! You guys went to a lot of trouble. I'm gonna say I love your logo there in the picture. Both <laughs> you guys wearing those glasses. Looks like you Thank just you. come out of the mountains, you know. <laughs> wood. Yeah, it was cold that day. <laughs> <laughs> mullet. It's a blonde mullet for our viewers. Uh, Jim's wearing a blonde mullet. It's uh, also so got to say, you rough. know, in my fridge, how you showed the Fosters, right? <laughs> I've got the yeah. Stella in my fridge. Stella beer. Have you seen yeah. Stella? Yeah. 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 I've got yeah, a Stella. I drink that. Do you want me to go get it? Show what it looks like? Are you all right? Yeah, we're we're good. Unless yeah. you want to want a beer. I don't care. So for you, no, but it's... I'm trying to say, you know, that you pull out the Fosters. That's a real Australian welcome here. The only thing right. I'm sorry is I can't go in my backyard and ride my kangaroo. <laughs> I said, just fix the damn thing, keep my private life out of it. And hey, I, so for you, it's... You know, so I, love you. I love exaggerating things to the Americans. I mean, don't get me wrong, but they believe me. If I told them I had kangaroos in the backyard, they'd believe it. If I told them I'll get a kangaroo and I'll ride it down New York, down Main Street, they'd believe me. 
I don't know if you can ride a kangaroo. But let me tell you one thing. I've got to, I've got to clarify this myth. Yeah. Australians are very rugged. Like, you know, you oh, might yeah. see a spider. You mm -hmm. might see a spider this big, no fear. You might see a snake as big as an anaconda, you know, coming yeah. into your house. If you live in Queensland or something, no big deal. They get it. They take it outside. They don't care. They adapt to everything. you got mm -hmm. no idea. I don't know if you saw this, this uh, YouTube video. There's a kangaroo that's mm -hmm. got his dog. Now, you got to understand, Australians oh, yeah. love their pets. They love their dogs, you know. Mm -hmm. This kangaroo's got his dog in a headlock. Mm -hmm. He's taking off skin off the dog. <laughs> and this kangaroo jumps up like he's going to knock him out, like it's wrestling. Mm -hmm. And the Australian guy goes, go whack and whacks him. Yeah. The kangaroo. Yeah, pu punches him in the head. Yeah, it's all just And then he takes off. Have you seen that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punches the kangaroo in the head. I said, it, it doesn't punches look real. Punches the kangaroo it's in the face. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so it's morning for I mean, you, right? I mean, that's how much you love this dog. That's how much you love this dog, man. Run straight to the kangaroo because the kangaroo's got the dog in a headlock with his ball. <laughs> and then the kangaroo jumps up and makes the muscles like he's ready to knock him out. And this guy mm. just goes, bang, straight in his face. And the kangaroo goes like that and then jumps off in the bush. Yeah. Hey, speak, since we're speaking to dogs, uh, what what about what about the phrase from uh, fifteen years ago? Uh, Dingo got my baby. You know about Dingo got my baby? No, I don't want to get. I don't want to get into all those things because <laughs> I don't want to get into the yeah. actual thing. But I can tell you that I believe that dingoes can actually take babies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It can happen because you don't understand when an animal's hungry. I mean, you know, I don't oh, yeah. want to get into it, but that could eat anything. Mm -hmm. I'm being honest. It's like, yeah. yeah, you know, I've got my own opinion about different things. It's about UFOs too. I mean, you guys probably watch the sky every day <laughs> waiting for a UFO to come and take you away somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I look at the sky a lot. <laughs> I'm scared. But you know that Roswell? I believe that. They they live among us. Don't you guys believe that? Yeah. Like yeah they US live among us. Tell everyone about Roswell. What actually happened? Uh, no, I believe there's life on other planets. Yeah, yeah. And they could yeah. be here. Yeah. Now, the uh, there, moon right? landing, I don't want to get into that too. <laughs> no, so we'll not get into the moon landing thing. Don't. No, we won't get into the moon landing. That's, 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 that's USA that all the way. Don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to say too much. Yeah. The flag waves, there's sun <laughs> in there. You know, their uh, glass, I don't want to say too much. But you got to understand, 1969, I saw it live. On the yeah. 20th of July, I saw it. I was at elementary school. And what did you and think? And the black and white TV that we had, you couldn't tell if they shot that out in the street. Or yeah. they shot that out in the Arizona desert because mm -hmm. it's black and white. You couldn't tell anyone for that yeah, time. I've been to, I've, I've been to Meteor Crater down in Arizona. I visited Meteor Crater in 97, and uh, that's where they were training for the moon landing, and it really looks like a moonscape. I mean, you could do a film there. All I'm saying is, I don't know, but, you know, what do you want me to say? There's so many things out there, but let me tell you this. <laughs> you cannot believe everything you hear in the media, no, especially right. now. As I said, I switch off the TV. I'm watching A Hard Day's Night. I'm watching Help. I'm mm -hmm. listening to the Monkees. I'm listening to the Beatles. I'm listening to Elvis. I'm on the internet. You know, like, I don't want doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. I yeah. want happiness. No, I You're you. going to make your own happiness in these times. Like, you guys, you look like you've been collecting records from the 70s. <laughs> what yeah. I to say that. Speaking of that, uh, this is way too hot. Yeah, uh, this is going. This is going. Um, no, yeah, get rid of the wigs. Yeah, remember, exactly. take the skinheads bowling. There's a cool that? change yeah. there. That was uh, 80, 83, maybe. Okay. 
Woo! Hey, I appreciate oh, you guys hot. going all that trouble now. Hot, now you can see I just want to tell you something yeah. about shine there. I get too much shine. There we go. Now, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, tell you guys something. Can I do that? And you guys, you guys have got iTunes, aren't you? You're you're that advanced, aren't you? We <laughs> yeah, do. we listen to Apple Music. Yeah, because yeah. it's all right there. Okay, listen, I collect records. If you too. type in, all right, listen. If you type in a band, an Australian band called the Angels, mm-hmm. right? It's I'm got like it forty down. timeless hits, right? Okay. And you hear some of the greatest songs you've ever heard in your life, and I tell you why. These guys were opening up for ACDC when they were under Albert Productions, mm-hmm. okay. right? Now, I don't know if you've heard their songs. If you listen carefully, right? But they had so many great hit songs. If you can look up iTunes for me now, I appreciate it. Can you type in the angels oh. and you'll see this symbol, the angels in red, and you'll see this black circle okay. background, and I'll know that you're on track. Australian band that I take my hat off to. To me, they're like number one. I'm not knocking ACDC, but I'm talking for the mm-hmm. songs that they sang. Are we back she in 1963? No, no, no. The Angels. Right. Look up the Angels. There might be another band. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. All right. They started so, in the 70s. That looks like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's that camera? Give me a look. It got 40 greatest hits. Yeah, that's them, but find mm-hmm. the album where it says 40 greatest hits. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think it's on the right-hand side there, this red writing. Angel City. There's albums. There's albums. You find that album, 40, 40. timeless ones there, and I'll know that you've got to listen to that. All right. This was happening in the 70s. Yes. Yeah, this was some wild stuff. Wild stuff out. happening in the 70s. Yeah, I don't think it's talk on. the talk. Yeah, I think Apple Music doesn't have it. It's called uh, Other Compilations. It's the Angels' Greatest Hits. I've found it now. First <laughs> song is Am I Ever Gonna See Your Face Again? I need everyone to go and get that. Find that mm-hmm. now. Okay. We are gonna listen to that. We are gonna get that. Am I ever going to see your face again? These guys write the greatest songs. Have you found that exactly or not? No, I haven't got that. Am I ever going to see your face again? Can't miss it. Just the greatest stuff there, honestly. All right. That is, that's good for our listeners. They got to they check that out. I'll um, tell you, everyone, be, everyone will be driving around the U.S. listening to them. I'm dead mm-hmm. set. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear now, that. Now, they were the opening act for ACDC, and then they left Albert's. Alberts was the production company for the AC for ACDC and the Angels. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, every audiophile knows that EP stands for extended play. Is that the source of your names? It means That's right, the now? extended plays, which extended is the EP. Play. So I started off in 1981 as Plastic EP in the records. Mm-hmm. That was what okay. we did. And what happens is we released a single on vinyl called At Home. Flipside was three special words. record which is going to be called when you want to make a record i'm not coming back and what the story is we did the song 
all done. We go back to do some minor edits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the master takes has disappeared. <laughs> so here's the irony. Yeah. It's 1981. Yeah. I've got a song called Where Do You Want to Make a Record? I'm not coming back as a second single. Can't yeah. release it. We walked yeah. out with cassettes, thank God. Yeah. And then in 2018, they released it here in Melbourne, right? Xerox Records. They put out like a thousand copies, released it worldwide. It sold. Mm-hmm. And that was released like 42 years later. You can do the maths from 1981 yeah. to 2018. Yeah. They released the missing second single. Then what happens is within that year of 1981, I said, listen, Plastic EP and the records, it's too long. It's like Cliff Richard in the shadows because mm-hmm. we're doing like punk music. And I said, now I want to <laughs> do pop music. So let's yeah, change yeah. it to the EPs, the extended play. So you go to iTunes now, there's 100 albums there, the EPs. T-H-E space E-P apostrophe mm-hmm. S. That's right. So then I do this song called Forget All I Said, a song that I wrote when I was eight years old, but recorded it when I'm wow. 23 years old, right? So it's 1982, and that's the third single that became the second single, right? And then yeah. we went yeah. from there all digital, and I haven't stopped writing recording songs. So what and, happened to uh, that? What happened to that lost uh, master from from way back then? Who who took it? Well, as I, I said, we had on cassette, and it was mastered off the cassette. For the okay. cassette, sort of like vanished. Yeah, somebody we smart pocket. enough to have it. We had it done and released in 2018. Yeah, it's released on vinyl. Wow. And if you go Bandcamp and look up Xerox Records, they've probably got the download there. And if you go to YouTube and you want to hear the song for free. Type in when you want to make a record by Plastic EP and the records, and somebody's got that record and made it into a video mm. of the whole complete okay. song. Mm. Yeah. Can you hear it? The songs when that you- come out of the speakers, because what happens is 1981, as I said, the band I had Plastic EP and the records. Punk is like, you know, we're six, behind, six months behind England. We're always behind mm. in Australia. Mm-hmm. You've got to understand that. We're always behind. Yeah. So we come out, we're doing punk. We didn't care. We thought we were as good mm. as anyone in the world. So we come out with these two singles that you've never heard in your life. And they, they yeah. boom out of the speakers. Like, you know, <laughs> my voice is like banging your face. If you go to this site <laughs> called Wallaby Beat, if you go to this site called Wallaby Beat, they do the history of the a plastic in the records. Yeah. And they go, these guys are like musicians that are like deranged. Plastic EP <laughs> sings on top of the notes. He doesn't actually mm-hmm. sing the notes. These guys are like one, know, one bun short of six or something, right? Like you've got to read the write-up. It's like unbelievable. Look up Wallaby Beat and it starts. Plastic EP in the records talks about the first single at home, three special words. Then there's another page dedicated to Plastic EP in the records. We want to make a record. I'm not coming back. Then there's another page dedicated to the EPs, the third single, Forget All I Said, Mm-hmm. Secret love when we went pop. So that's three things yeah. have been, how can I say, documented and it tells yeah. you the history of us so from it, then. You know, holds from up. then I haven't stopped writing songs. It's like you guys got to understand. Okay, in 1964, the mm-hmm. Beatles are the biggest thing here in Australia. They come in, they oh, I'm six years old. What do I know? You turn mm-hmm. on a black and white TV and all I see is screaming. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. All you could hear was the scream. You couldn't even hear the you couldn't even hear the words. I didn't even understand, you know. But (laughs) what I'm trying to say is those songs were so advanced for their time, even in '64. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then comes 1967 because I want to put everybody in the timeline. Unless you live the '60s, no one knows what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So 1967 comes along. 
My birthday's on the 9th of July, right? In July, the monkeys and Batman are shown for the first time in Australia, black and white okay. TV, two weeks no. apart, right? The monkeys come on, I'm eight, nine years old. So now I understand music. Like, I mean, I understand music. I'm going to elementary mm-hmm. school, which we call yeah. state school in East Hawthorne, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a suburb here in Melbourne. Yeah, so your brain is so more advanced musically than your, than your peers. Yeah, yeah. And then and basically the monkeys come on and it's like, bang, the song She, theme song from the monkeys. I'm not your stepping stone. I remember. Mm-hmm. This is what mm-hmm. I'm yeah. talking about, pop culture, right? Mm-hmm. I was more concerned with music coming out of the US and the UK than I was to go to school. Mm-hmm. This is what oh, you yeah. understand. I was so committing at that young age. Mm-hmm. And to me, the greatest songwriters were Boyson Hart, who wrote all mm-hmm. those early hits for the monkeys, Last Straight of yep. Clarksville, Valerie, right? I'm not your stepping stone. Mike Nesmith, they were my major influences. But let me tell you, it doesn't matter where you start on this music journey. You're going to end up at the Beatles as well. I tell this <laughs> yeah. story because it's true. I remember being at elementary school, standing in the middle of my oval sports games, right? Mm-hmm. 1967. I'm nine years old. And for the first time, someone has a radio and they play. I'm yeah. the walrus. And I thought I was listening to someone from Mars. Yeah, yeah. From outer space. I remember that day. I've never heard anything like it in my life. And we're talking mm-hmm. the original time it got played. This is what people don't understand. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what weird, weird is to the weirdest. <laughs> Australia was conservative, you know. Hair, car, dress, shirt, yeah. tie, go to school, you know, so conservative. And he comes to Beatles with the song coming out, mellow yellow, dead cut, uh, dripping from a dead dog's eye, right? Custard <laughs> and all this. Oompa, oompa, stick it up your jumper. Now I've got to explain something in Australia. We know what's In America, you call it pullover. Yeah. When he's saying oompa oompa, stick it up your jumper, jumper. <laughs> we know exactly what he's saying in Australia. What's he talking about? My jumper. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what? We jumper. I still can't get over it today. Yeah. And these people are all Beatle fans now. I don't care what generation you come from, but unless you experienced it, like I did firsthand, I mean, it's like the monkeys. I experienced the monkeys firsthand. I don't care the generations that love the monkeys now. But I've got to go back to my memory because this is where you're going to stand. Pop culture, I'm living it. I'm living it and soaking it in. On our podcast, we say the Beatles every every time. And I'm on the internet and I'm interviewing people. This is something that I was born to do. I was Mm -hmm. born to do it. But that's what people understand. (laughs) That was my life. It wasn't going to school or what I'm going to learn. I'm learning from the 60s. I remember the first day Pretty Flamingo came on by... Um, Manfred Mann. I remember the first time Yummy, Yummy, Yummy on the mm-hmm. radio and there's nothing <laughs> like it in 1968. I go, what? You know, what a song, you know? It's like the impact you got from the AM radio back then. Mm-hmm. Australia was very conservative. And as I said, your, your radio. Yeah, AM radio. One, AM radio. AM uh, radio. Yeah, no stereo no stereo coming out of that, I believe. It's just coming no out of that. No stereo. One. We didn't have mm-hmm. color. Do you know we didn't have color TV in Australia until 1975? Yeah, really? Wow. We're watching no, remember- HR Puff and stuff in black and white. We're watching Kevin <laughs> Gonzalez in black and white. We're yeah. watching Star Trek in black and white. But let me tell you this. Yeah. We couldn't afford a TV guide. Yeah. So what happens mm-hmm. is I'm a young kid, eight, nine years old. I don't know what's on. 
Yeah. yeah. I have to change channels. There's no such thing mm-hmm. as oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, ha- yeah, you get your exercise walking up to the TV every five seconds. Yeah. Walking yeah, up and changing that channel. Yeah, but this is the TV where you held the aerial in your hand. Yeah. yeah. 13 channels, right? I think it was 13 no, channels. No, we only had four channels. It was like a coil that you had to hold it up and be the actual mm-hmm. human aerial <laughs> to get a picture. I'm not talking America here. I'm talking Australia. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the days, you know? And I remember the first time the Ken doll came out. Ken, you know, Ken and Barbie? My yeah, parents mm-hmm. bought me a Ken doll before G.I. Joe. <laughs> Who wants a Ken doll? <laughs> what well, did I you do with it? What, where did it end up? Where did your Ken doll? That will blow your head around. Like, you can understand, James Bond was huge in the UK. And everything from the UK came to Australia because we're part of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. So we're getting all this merchandise coming from the UK, whether that be TV annuals that you read that you couldn't afford. I could afford toys in the 60s. I'm dead set. I was lucky if I got a comic. Mm-hmm. You know, I was lucky I got a comic of the monkeys, one comic, you know, <laughs> or yeah, I got one big. of the monkeys in 67, 68. The life here was expensive. Then now it's even more expensive. But I'm talking about pop culture. You what do you do with the into... Ken doll without Barbie, though? I mean, what is a Ken doll? Where did that I don't end really up? know, but all I'm saying is you went into your <laughs> milk bar. We call it milk bar where you bought your milk and bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that time, bread wasn't sliced. We didn't have American bread machines here to cut the bread till later. So what you did is you paid 20 cents because in 1966, we went decimal. So 20 cents bought you a, a loaf of bread that they got a tissue and just taped it gave it to you, mm-hmm. you went home and got a knife and cut like this big, that thick, and you got Vegemite, which you know what Vegemite is, oh, yeah. Yeah. and you put it on and you ate it. You had two pieces and you sat in a corner because you couldn't eat for five hours. That's how full you were at that time. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever heard of, of something called a wagon wheel. Do you know what a wagon wheel is? Uh Let's see, the, it was a bar that uh, Morphine, uh, in the band, the band Morphine talked no, about. No, no, Wagon Wheel was mm-hmm. a chocolate, mm-hmm. okay. round circle, yeah. supposed no, to be called Wagon Wheel in a paper that had a mm-hmm. picture of a wagon wheel from a wagon. Mm-hmm. You know, you took okay. the wheel yeah. off. Oh, yeah. And what happens in the 60s, it was bigger than your hand because you're like yeah. eight, nine years old. This was yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Now you buy a Wagon Wheel with inflation, it's tiny. <laughs> Back mm-hmm. then, it used to be as big as your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. We used to have big wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were called big wheels. You know, I remember, like, you got to understand what currency was able to buy you, right? I'm not eight, nine years old, and I remember this specifically, right? I used to live in a street called Campbell Grove, Hawthorne East. I'm telling you my history. And what happens is we made our own fun. You know, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just you watched black and white TV, but you went outside, you played yeah. with kids. You had a brother or whatever you did. And I remember this distinctly like yesterday. My mother said, I need you to go to the shop. We've got people coming. And the shop is like down the end of the street one mile away. And I said, I really don't want to go. And she goes, look, I need you to buy me these items, one, two, three, four, five, bread, milk, this, 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 and this. I said, listen, I'll only go if I get to keep the change and I'm going to buy lollies with it. Mm -hmm. She goes, all right. She gave me money. By the time I went down the street, I'm not lying to you, I forgot what I needed to buy. So instead of buying five things, I bought like two things or whatever. <laughs> so I had all this money left over and I bought, I just sat there and just picked out all these lollies. So when I went home, I had this bag of lollies this big <laughs> that was gigantic. 
And I went home and opened the drawer in my room and threw them all in there. And then my mother came out and half an hour later, she said, where's the other things? And I go, <coughs> what other thing? She goes, I told you to buy five things. I said, sorry. She goes, what happened with the money? I said, come here. I pulled out the drawer. There was mm-hmm. enough lollies there for two weeks. <laughs> that I remember. That was more than five. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. You come from yeah, a different yeah, generation, yeah. but you've got so many stories to tell. Oh, yeah, a lot of stories. I mean, I know that you guys growing up in America. Yeah. You guys grew up with fads. We had fads here too, like the hula hoop. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. the beach movies. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the Three Stooges, when you had, when you had holidays, right? Mm-hmm. You'd go with a tram, like you got trams in San Francisco here in Melbourne, we got trams, and you'd go to the city mm-hmm. and you'd see a movie and that would be a big deal. But yeah. I can tell you this too. In 1968, the movie Head came mm-hmm. out here in Australia, like it did all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. Now, 1968, not that it matters, I'm about 10 years old, so I'm very young. And I told my auntie, I want to go to this movie called Head by the Monkeys. <laughs> and in my mind, I thought it's a Monkeys TV show, but a movie, because no yeah. one knew what it was. I didn't. And at the time, the advertising was someone's head that you didn't even know. They wrote the word head mm-hmm. without even mentioning <laughs> the Monkeys. <laughs> so anyway, we go to a place in Melbourne, right, and you can look it up, called the Forum Theatre. It's still here. And what happens is this building was painted green, and it looked like... How can I say Ali Sabin's palace? That's the mm-hmm. kind of style that that building is. It's like a palace from the desert. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of course, I go there with my auntie, and we can't get in because it's sold out. So now I can't get into the monkeys, and I'm like shattered. Like yeah. my what? Yeah. Like my life has <laughs> been destroyed. <laughs> so what do we end up doing? We go and see a movie called. Angel Stread where danger follows or something, right? <laughs> I remember that. Uh-huh. And Bobby Bobby Hart and Tommy Boyce wrote the theme song to that. Oh, okay. It's where Angel Stread trouble follows, right? Mm-hmm. So I go and see this movie about nuns instead of seeing the monkeys, <laughs> and I'm like distraught. Father Plastic EP. Same thing with the monkeys. I've got to explain you what happened in Australia. 1968, we see the TV show, 33 and a third, and then mm-hmm. Peter leaves. You know, Peter just disappears. No one knows here in Australia. No one told me. And then the monkeys disappear. Mm-hmm. No one told me. Yeah, we're only on for two years. What, yeah. I, what happened to the monkeys? And I don't know if you've seen that cover, 1969, the psychedelic one that's got the pink writing on a black sheet and there's no picture on the front, no picture on the back, and you're going... Where's the monkeys? Where they I don't go. see yeah. the monkeys, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I just see the monkeys greatest. Where's the picture of the monkeys? Mm-hmm. That was like abnormal there. Yeah, how you, how you going to not have a picture of them there? Right, right, right. How can you not have so, a picture of the monkeys? And I know the story about that because I actually interviewed Nico Carlos, who did the cover for that, and he also did the mm-hmm. um, mummy and daddy picture for the monkeys. Okay. Right, he told me the story about why there's no picture of the monkeys. But in New Zealand, there's a picture of the four monkeys. I've got it upstairs, mm-hmm. but they pulled the plug on it because Peter had left the group. But they manufactured some and it went to New Zealand with the four pictures of the monkeys. And here in Australia, we got a blank, black space. Yeah. I've got to tell you this because they this is what psychologically damages you <laughs> in pop culture when you actually live it and, it, mm-hmm. and you're going to want like, 
50 years to find out why there was no picture on the back cover. <laughs> so you you have an extensive collection of monkeys memorabilia, don't you? You have you have a great collection. I got everything. Stuff. I got everything I need. My, everything. my monkey collection is bigger than my beetle collection. But let me tell you, I got the rarest beetle comic in the world. Okay. It's a it's a, pay twenty cents for an Australian, and it's the um, how can I say it's the export edition sold yeah. in England for two. Two shillings, seven pence or something. I got that. I just happened to pick that up on my way while I was picking up beetle clips. My mm -hmm. problem is here, where I am now. I've got so many collectibles next to me now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you got no idea. Here, here's an original 1969, the Archies. Yeah. Right? Jiggle Jangle. Now, the reason why I got this here is the original that I own, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I picked it up wow. as well. But what happens is I interviewed Tony Wine, who sang on it. Okay. She sings mm -hmm. the opening lines to Jingle Jangle. She sings on Sugar Sugar. Yeah. I mean, these songs, not only are they evergreen, they've got more relevance now than before. I don't put a date on things. If it's a great mm -hmm. song, it's always a great song. It's, it's funny because there's a show called Riverdale, which is yeah. about Archie and Jughead. Wow. And Jingle Jangle is, is, a, is a drug oh. <laughs> on the... Really? On the TV show. Jingle Jangle. Yeah. So there, is it like a pill? Have you heard of that? Have you heard of Rip Riverdale? Riverdale. Huh. No, I didn't I've know. heard of Riverdale. I've heard of the comics. I haven't heard of the actual yeah, show. The TV show. Like, mm -hmm. That's really oh, yeah, hard that's to get now. That's two CDs. Have you seen that, the anthology? It looks yeah. like a TV 3D. Oh, yeah. cool. That's Very really cool. cool. Have you ever seen this stuff? Do you have a yeah, do you yeah. have a museum where you can charge people can visit you and 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 see this stuff or is this all in your home? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I, I saw that look. I'm being serious. Yeah, I got stuff in boxes. You know, I'm lucky my stuff isn't out the street because my wife's very good at just getting rid of stuff. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. ask you about the poster you have. Oh yeah, you have a poster. Is it signed by all four? Yeah, I got the, the monkeys, monkeys poster. It took me 52 years to get it signed by all four monkeys, which I bought when I was eight years old. I oh, did bought you, two copies, right? Eight nineties on 1967. There's did you a music meet them in shop. person? Well, I'll explain. There's oh. a music shop in Campbell Junction, right? Mm -hmm. And I bought two posters. I cut one out, a silhouette. Uh -huh. That one's gone, but the original <laughs> yeah. I got. I laminated it. I met Davey first. He was the first person to sign it right mm -hmm. here in Australia at the Malvern Town Hall. My wife was with me. Then when the monkeys came to tour not too many years ago, then I was able to get Mickey and Peter to sign it once. Okay, great. And wow. then the last signature, which was the elusive one, which everybody thought I'll never get it, was Mike Nesmith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that happened. And I got the four signatures and Mike signed across his hand. And they're all made out to Daniel, my real name. It's my mm -hmm. pride and place in my house. And people have asked me, if there's a fire, what are you going to do? I said, yeah, I want to run in first. to get my poster that my <laughs> yeah, wife's yeah, twice by. Sure I'm just going to make it out on her own, I said, because <laughs> I'm going straight for that poster. Yeah. <laughs> She's on her own. <laughs> well, the poster She's can't run. The poster doesn't have any legs. The poster needs poster. help. Yeah, poster needs help. You know, can you remember the day Help came out, that movie? I mean, don't get me wrong, I had days and I was great, but Help was color. We're, oh, we're a little like groovy. Was, we're a little younger because we grew up in the seventies. I watched the so. I watched the monkeys reruns okay. when I was a kid. Probably yeah. seventy four. That's good. That's uh, good enough. That's, yeah, I was yeah. watching no, the reruns. 
Yeah, I go over to my grandmother's house and, MTV, uh, and they're, they're feeding, me, feeding me breakfast kind of and I'm watching the board. monkeys. It was music and comedy together, you know? That was a mm-hmm. bit strange. Exactly, but the that's time. the yeah. first people to do that. You gotta understand yeah, yeah. something. I wanna put yeah. things in perspective to you, yeah. right? The Beatles are the number one thing in the world on the hard days night. 1966 comes along, the producers in 1965 wanna do something called the monkeys. Mm-hmm. They couldn't use the word M-O-N-K-E-Y-S, for example. Okay. So they used monkeys with a double E because mm-hmm. all the bands had like the birds, mm-hmm. you know, animal names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they wanted an animal name, so they ended up with the monkeys. <laughs> now, the thing with the monkeys that people don't understand, they're put together for television. Yeah. But that oh, was yeah. the first time, the first time, this is the most important thing, mm-hmm. that the record company got together with a film company had an assault on the world. They had this mm-hmm. machine behind them, which people don't understand. I think in the first year, they pulled in $20 million gross worth of merchandise, right? Mm-hmm. I've read different things. That's, That's the machine. But I was yeah. told. Mm-hmm. That's the machine. Now, yeah. nobody, not even the Beatles, that machine, right? It's the first time it's a full-on assault. This is even the first boy band, before boy Mm -hmm. bands, and even videos. They did videos in a TV show that no one did that they called Rocks. Mm -hmm. So now you got these four guys, but these four guys, they're not just four actors. They're two actors and two musicians, and they Mm -hmm. cross over, right? And they become actors, musicians, and then it's full on. They go from Mm -hmm. being, say, TV band, to a real band. They go yeah. play 200 concerts live. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they can't understand, underestimate the power of the monkeys because the four of them together is what made it. Those personalities, those guys, are going to get so much credit. It's not a matter of any four can do it. That's crap. <laughs> These guys, even Mickey was playing guitar in a group before the monkeys. So what happens is these guys are musicians. David was playing on Broadway. He was singing. You know, it's like, these are no like, let's just try. This was like very contrived, you know, set up. We're going to attack. We're going to do this. We're going to do whatever we do. And the music, this is the funny thing. The song Last Train to Clarksville was released before the TV show mm-hmm. and went to number one before the TV show. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, not only that's that, incredible. Credit to the music. Yeah. They Credit got nominated for a Grammy Award. Yeah. And in 1966, they got nominated again for a Grammy Award. You don't nominate a group for a Grammy yeah. Award or song or music or whatever it is unless you're very good. Yeah. So it's only now, I'll tell you now, 2021 20, that we live now, the Beatles fans and everybody is, is taking another look at the monkeys and realising, hey, the monkeys really are great. Mm-hmm. And two of them have passed away now. Sadly, they're not with us now to see all this, mm-hmm. right? But I'm going to tell you, what they did is they put out entertainment. Do you know how hard it is to do entertainment, that kind of entertainment? To yeah. be filming 12 yeah, hours yeah. a day and then going to a recording studio mm-hmm. to do all these multiple tasks? It's not easy, and it was nonstop. Yeah, I still remember them running the around 50 years ago yeah. when I saw them. The monkeys yeah. are unique, and the monkeys... Never had the Beatles sound. They never copied the Beatles. I disagree with that. I think the TV show kind of copied the Beatles movies. Yeah. The way in it was way, filmed. It could have yeah, been yeah. like that. But let me explain. 
<laughs> the Beatles movie, they didn't live in a beach house. True? Mm-hmm. They didn't live in a beach house. They didn't have an right. American no. sound. No, no. Okay? <laughs> you can see something and say, hey, that's great. We can use that idea as a basis for guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're from, you know, but it's not the same. The idea may look similar, yeah. but it's totally unique. Mm-hmm. It's unique because it's American. David Jones mm-hmm. is singing American. He's mm-hmm. not singing British, 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 even though he had yeah. the accent. He's singing yeah. American pop. Yeah, You yeah. can hear that. So everyone has different views. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People can take it as they want to say it. It's easy to say, oh, they're copping the Beatles. No, they weren't copying the Beatles. And the Beatles admired them for what they did because they were friends. The Beatles yeah. didn't say these people are, you know, this group is like nothing. The Beatles admired the hard work and what they didn't put into it because it's. No, I was just it's saying it has time. had the same same look. I mean, yeah, some of the scenes had the same look. That's all I'm saying. Because it's the same I'm time. Saying. It's the same yeah, time. Right. I don't disagree yeah. with what you see or what yeah. you see yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Jim, gotta, yeah. I, I totally like get it, mm-hmm. but you got to understand something. Let me put you now in perspective. Mm-hmm. This is the first time where before they used to see shows like Donna Reed, you know, and the son would be, I got a name. I'm not using my real name. This is the first time you got four guys without a guardian figure mm-hmm. that are using their real names and their surnames on a TV show. Yeah, yeah. 1966, right? right? It didn't happen until 1967. It's on TV. They live in a beach house. They play songs. They got a monkey mobile. They were right? who they were. <laughs> they got a and, monkey mobile. At eight mobile. years old, I'll tell you. <laughs> at eight years old, yeah. Didn't matter who played on the wreck. No one cared back then if it was the wrecking crew mm-hmm. who played guitar or who did what. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. saw the monkeys, they were so believable that I actually thought they really live in the beach house. I actually <laughs> thought they really did drive a monkey mobile and go shopping. I really did think mm-hmm. that they sang the greatest. Because yeah. it was a real name. Because too, they you, talk, you don't know yeah. who's playing on the record. This is what I'm trying to say, reality. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was there. The Beatles had given up the teeny boppers. As soon as the Beatles gave up the teeny boppers, the monkeys right. were right there to take yeah. over the, yeah. Yeah. the whole spectrum, and that's what they did. The mm-hmm. timing was, like, impeccable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right, as soon as the Beatles moved on, right, gave up the teeny boppers, uh, started exactly. talking about some other, uh, you know, working with Ravi uh, Shankar and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, getting deeper. Yeah. As soon as the Beatles stopped touring, yeah. there's the monkeys right there, ready to mm-hmm. take over the teeny boppers that they, they're not their age. And, and what happens is the Beatle fans were always older than the monkey mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. So your brother and sister listened to the Beatles, but you came along and, hey, it's the monkeys, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, it's the monkeys. Yes, because <laughs> I remember going to school. Yeah, That's true. I, actually... I remember going to elementary school in 67, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a monkeys fan, and I'm proud of it, and there's mm-hmm. Beatle, oh, yeah. Beatle yeah. fans looking at me like, you know, something wrong with me because I like the monkeys, like the monkeys, you know? Well, I, and then I like in a revolver and Sergeant Pepper, and I'm like going, I'm not your stepping stone. I'm not like, I didn't get shit, quite frankly, you know? I remember. Cheer up, right, CBD. this is the great thing about being eight, nine years old. <laughs> I remember walking to school, and I'll tell you, the words to she, you know, the words to she, that was the current, like, mm-hmm. the big song. She, she told me that she loved me. Da, da, da. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm walking to school every day singing she. Then the next song comes along, you know, like, theme from the monkeys, yeah, hey, hey, with the monkeys. Yeah. And I'm walking to school back and forth, hey, with the monkeys. 
Then what happens is the songs keep coming. I'm not your stepping stone. I'm not your... Until I get, and I remember this, <laughs> until I get to the song going down. Uh-huh. That one blew me. That one like, blew me away, that one, because that one you really had a, like, I've got the eight, nine-year-old brain. I watched yeah, it singing, yeah. flying down a river with saturated liver and I wish you could better and told me that. It's like rap before rap. So that took me a while to get that one. That was like, mm-hmm. you really had to work on that song, going to school. That's what it was about. These are fond memories that I share yeah. with you. I'm, I'm wrapped that I'm on the show to <laughs> yeah. tell you my 60s experience growing up with this stuff. You know, like the cow cells were huge here. Mm-hmm. You know, like your American bands were Carousel. huge here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gary Puckett was huge. The Archies, huge. You know, like we got it all down here, but it didn't happen the minute it happened in America. We've always mm-hmm. been behind. It's only yeah, now yeah. we've got the internet. Bang, I know what's going See, went, on, you know? I went I went from the 50s because my sister gave me these 45s. They were like Jerry Lee Lewis, mm-hmm. Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. The Crest. I went from the 50s then to, it would have been the 70s, like yeah, the yeah. 70s, yeah, like 1975. Kind of skipping the 60s. It's pretty yeah. weird, yeah. But I, I knew about the Monkees before the Beatles. <laughs> I was a Monkees fan, I still All am. The way. But I like, you know, I like both equally. Well, I hope you start listening to Monkey Mania Radio. The we- 50th anniversary of the Monkeys first being shown, 12th of September 1966, mm-hmm. is the okay. big launch of Monkey Mania Radio. And if you what download is that again? Live 365, you can download the app. You can listen to okay. the station now. Okay. It's going full ball. I'm going to mm-hmm. have a show Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And we've got so many other great hosts on there. Like Charles Rosenay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know him. We've got um, Alan Williams. we got Doug. we got uh, Ritson. We've got everybody on there. we got Marty. we got everybody. Yeah. I just don't want to get into it. But start listening to Monkey Mania Radio now. It's the only monkeys in the net okay. station where you hear nearly everything. It's not just the monkeys. You hear the people that write the monkey songs. You hear the yeah. people that are associated mm-hmm. with the monkeys. So go listen now. Live 365. Download the app. Start listening to it now. It's, it's out there. It's great. So let's you talk know, about-, about you guys. You take in the pop culture <laughs> yeah. and you sort of understand that everyone's got different personalities. And I appreciate oh, yeah. that you give the platform yeah. to mm-hmm. say things that you guys may not know. Right. Do you know right. what I mean? Um, it's like you're allowing me to right. tell Right. We're educating you how the listeners, educating our listeners on experiences. Yeah, right. Experiences that certain people have and the listeners have never, it's just otherworldly to them, like you said. Uh, you know, hearing the monkeys for the first time, hearing these other songs for the first time. It's just uh it's it's a cultural thing, you know, it's it's a, it blows your mind, especially when you're nine years old. Yeah, but let me tell you something that you don't know. When I used to walk along Taronga Road, I like telling you these places. Somebody might mm-hmm. come to America and look it up. Yeah. Taronga Road, East Hawthorne, right? And Campbell Junction is close by, right? That's another suburb where there's a junction where they got shops. That's All like right. a main shopping center. Mm-hmm. But on Taronga Road, I went to a school called Auburn South State School. At my time, it wasn't a posh school. It's become a posh school now, elementary school. In the 60s, there used to be a Volkswagen station wagon with one of the biggest monkeys logos mm-hmm. painted yeah. on the van. Because Beautiful. you know why? They no. were from the Sutex company that made ladies' stockings that <laughs> sold monkeys' stockings. Monkeys' oh, okay. women's stockings. Wow. And that's what that van was doing <laughs> from 67, going up and down, delivering monkey stockings. <laughs> Look now, it up on first... the net, the item. I've got a pair. 
when you first saw that van, did you think the monkeys were in there? I didn't know what it was until I saw it a few times and I said, this big giant monkey's mm -hmm. logo going down the street. Wow. I mean, that's something you don't forget. It's like, I don't know if you know Mr. Whippy. Have you heard of Mr. Whippy? Mr. Wimpy. Uh, oh, a toilet paper. Whip, that's Wimpy. Oh, that's Wimpy. W-H-I-W-P. <laughs> no, I don't know Wimpy. That's how they sold the ice cream in the 60s. They had these little orange okay. vans playing green sleeves, you know. And you went up to the you went up to the truck and you bought an ice cream. Mr. Whippy. Had a big ice cream cone at the front of the van. Yeah. Anyway, where I live, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> when I lived in Campbell Grove, this didn't have many children in my particular street. So every time I'd come out, I'd hear this Mr. Whippy going, dee, 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 dee. and his battery, if it was working all right, you heard it normal. Oh, but if his battery was half dead, you hear it like, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> you had to figure out where this van was so you can buy an ice cream. Mm -hmm. True. In the 60s. <laughs> yeah, you got you to use so anyway, your sense your your perception there. Exactly. Out where so it is? Where is this truck? You find the van. The van's gone. Mm -hmm. You walk somewhere for nothing. <laughs> but anyway, what happens is at that particular age, I don't know where I found the courage. Right, I went up to one of these vans once in another street, and I said, "Listen, I live at this address, Bang Bang Campbell Grove, Hawthorne East. Come Delivery. outside my house. There's so many kids. Mm -hmm. You'll sell so many ice creams. Yeah, 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 yeah." <laughs> And one day the van comes outside my house. So I just yeah. come out by my ice wow. cream. And the whole street's empty. Ice cream yeah, broker. The whole street's empty. <laughs> Here's my card, ice cream, ice cream broker. And then he didn't come back again. That's yeah. a funny story, though. That's... <laughs> When you're when you're just in your daily life, do you see yourself uh, more as a podcast wizard, a holder of the uh, of of the like the stories you're telling, or a musician, or or all of the above? You kind of the the re the Renaissance well, man. Of you, I see myself as a as a pop cultural uh, archivist. Mm -hmm. I see myself as an interviewer. I see mm -hmm. myself as a musician. And I see myself as a unique personality at this particular mm -hmm. time Just in the world. Just a creative, creative yeah. so person. When the pandemic happened, that's when Plastic EP came and went worldwide. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I was only here one thing, and that was to entertain the world. Yeah. And no other motive than that. Not interested in money, not interested in mm -hmm. anything. Just come on and try and make people's life a little bit happier. No yeah. doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. And I've yeah. been doing it for the last 15 Months, I got the 500 shows. I'm actually now on yeah. 528 or some shows. Yeah. 
And as I said, now <laughs> that's just well, in like a year. I can half. say, wow. you know, wow, you find plastic EP on the net, you find one interview, and then you're looking for the other five hundred. Mm-hmm. No, your interviews are great. Yeah, yeah, seven, and you don't know what you're going to expect. That's the great thing about it. You know, I'm there. I don't like telling people I'm going to interview so and so, so that you watch, and then mm-hmm. for some reason, because of technology, the way it is, yeah, the person may not turn up. Yeah, and it's oh, not yeah. his fault. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't understand this technology. You've got Zoom like we're using now. Yeah. You've got StreamYard. You've got whatever you use. I never want to let people down. That's why okay. I never talk about who I interview. It's not meant to be like it's a surprise, mm-hmm. but I never yeah. want to let anybody down. Yeah. I hate, you know, the idea that so-and-so is going to come on my show at 8 p.m. Thursday, whatever, make sure you're watching this and that, and you watch it, and for some reason out of my control, it doesn't yeah. happen. I hate that. I don't. Mm-hmm. I hate letting people down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just in my nature. Yeah, you just have to have some grace. You know, have grace for other people, and people have grace for you. Hey, you know, I don't know if uh, you've probably heard this before, but this is this is important to me. Do you know that Americans just love to hear the Australian accent? Do you know that we just we just love it? We well, I really it appreciate mm-hmm. that, and I think yeah. the time that I hit in March. They wanted mm-hmm. to hear Australians. And, I mean, I've got mm-hmm. to tell you something. Because, look, I just love talking to yourselves and actually telling yeah. you my side of the yeah. story. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you yeah. things. And that's my point. We I could listen to you all night. We're just going to keep listening. Yeah, but let me tell you, in 1966, the biggest Australians on the music scene were the Seekers. Now, I don't know if you mm-hmm. know about the Seekers, right? They had I a heard song of the called Seekers. Georgie we were, Girl, right? We were wondering Great about songs. Australian bands. I know, you know, the big bands like ACDC and uh, – yeah, Men of course. Men but I want to tell you who were the first international I've heard of the Australians on okay. the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 1966, 67, it's the Seekers. Okay. So you got to understand something. Even though I'm a music person and I love like the Angels and I mm-hmm. love the Beatles and I love the Monkeys and I love everybody, I've got to look at my culture yeah. here in yeah. Australia. I'm a first-generation Australian. My parents were mm-hmm. Greek. They came to Australia. Okay. My dad came in the early 50s. My mum, she got married in Greece. My dad brought her here. They made a life. They worked very, very hard for whatever they achieved. Mm-hmm. You know, they raised a family. I grew up in the 60s. To mm-hmm. me, they were the happiest times in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is another time now that we're going through, which is another, another chapter in my life. But what yeah. I'm trying to say is getting back to your story. I am who I am because I've created myself from a long time ago. Right? Mm-hmm. Like 1981, I was Plastic EP and a record. It's all documented. It's all mm-hmm. there. I'm, right. no, I'm no instant success. Mm-hmm. I work hard yeah. at what I did. It's just that that opportunity, right, in 2020 in March was like a needle in the haystack, and I had mm-hmm. the technology to go, right, I'm doing the interviews. It was already yeah. in my mind I'm doing the interviews. I had no doubt I could do it. As I said to you, I'm born into two things. That's mm-hmm. music and that's interviews. And pop mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. is what I'm all about, mm-hmm. right? So you know who I am. I'm and you've got start. millions of people I've who are I've done all my at home and, and able to listen. Podcast right. show. Previously, I've done all my interviewing before the COVID. When mm-hmm. I'm in that, I've got America. I've done film clips of me doing Hey Bananas and Think You're Groovy. Watch a movie, watch a movie, yeah. Drive your two buggies everywhere. 
love to watch you cause you're a favorite show. Hey bananas, we think you're groovy. Hey bananas, hey bananas, we think you're groovy. Hey bananas, we think you're groovy. walking down Hollywood Boulevard, ready for that moment where I just, boof, mm-hmm. appear. Mm-hmm. So I had all this footage and yeah. then yeah. COVID came, killed mm-hmm. everything, perfect, and perfect. I said, right, yeah. Yeah. this is where, this is the no, this is the takeoff point. Right now, I'm going for it. Yeah. So well, come on the net. This is my Plasky mm-hmm. P, not the original version because I haven't got the suit, but you saw me. You saw me, the original version. <laughs> You're the current version, version that you are. Yeah. The shirt was done specifically for the interviews. You know me by the shirt. Yeah. But the true plastic EP is the one with the gold suit oh, yeah. and the black skin, which I have worn before <laughs> on a show. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, the songwriting was first. That mm-hmm. was my number one love, right? Starting all my life, I was born to be a songwriter. I proved that. I knew I could do interviews. That was the second phase, and both went together. Yeah. And the difference between mm-hmm. me, which makes me unique, first of all, there's no one called Plastic EP. Two, there's no one that looks like me. Three, there's no one that's got a theme song called Hey Bananas We Think You're Groovy. Mm-hmm. And there's, as you said, getting back to being the Australian. This is why I pay mm-hmm. homage to the past. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. Australian, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a world-class Australian internet celebrity. And this is what mm-hmm. people don't understand because it's, the internet is at its infancy. And you guys are celebrities too. Anybody <laughs> on the internet now that's making mm-hmm. a, a mark is an yeah. internet celebrity. But no one's going to tell you that. Yeah. The commercial networks mm-hmm. aren't going to come out and recognise and say, hey, you guys are celebrities. We're watching what you do. They're not going to do that because – I did an interview with Ivor Davis. I'll tell you the truth, yeah. right? Ivor Davis has claimed yeah. the fame is. 1964, he was in America. The Daily Express said, you're going on tour with the Beatles. For the first tour of America, you're mm-hmm. going to be with right. them for five weeks, living in and out of this suitcase. Yeah. And you're going to write about the Beatles every day and send it to us so mm-hmm. we can print it because three million people are waiting for you to write every article yeah. in the UK. Mm-hmm. That's his first yeah. claim to fame. Yeah, he spoke at he spoke at length on our podcast about that. It was excellent to hear that story. That's right. But I want to say this: his second claim to fame was he was in the room when Elvis met the Beatles. Yeah. Now that's not that's not being there, fly on the wall. I don't know what is, but this is my point. I do a thirty-five minute interview just about Elvis meeting the Beatles Mm -hmm. because that fascinated me. Fascinated me back then when they actually met in the sixties. It's fascinated since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. I never knew anybody that was there yeah. until I met oh, Ivan yeah. and got to know him. So I do a 35 minute interview. Then guess what? Six months later, here in Australia, commercial mm-hmm. TV do a five minute interview with him. Seven wow. minute interview on the same topic. Yeah, nobody topic. probably knew who he was. What do you want to that? watch? Yeah. The seven minute interview or the 35 minute interview yeah. where I come out worldwide and tell them about mm-hmm. Oliver Davis, Elvis meeting the Beatles. You yeah. have your choice. The commercial networks can't keep up with live thing that we do. 
the mm-hmm. internet is the future. Make mm-hmm. no mistake about it. Oh yeah. The internet is the future. These commercial stations. It's all because they can't deal with they, the, uh, they can't right, deal they with this so live and so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's uh there's one news that I watch one of the networks and by the time they're uh, 20 minutes into their into their show they are actually doing 15 seg 15 second segment uh, it'll be 15 seconds and that's it and another uh, two minutes of commercials I was timing yeah. it it was just it, that, that's no way to do it how do you how do you choose the you people that you're going to interview there's an art to doing podcasts there's an art oh. to doing interviews mm-hmm. I can write a book. I can write a book about doing yeah. podcasts. It'll be the expertise of how you do an mm-hmm. interview. Because I know when you get to 526 yeah. interviews, you either know mm-hmm. what you're talking about or you don't. Yeah. You either have the you knowledge choose- or you don't. You can't go as far as I've gone unless you know what you're talking about. Right. And right. when you have peers that tell you it's fantastic what you do, like what's his name? Um, Ava Davis calls me the Australian Oracle. Right, he says, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, so many people yeah, put yeah, tags yeah, yeah. on me. I don't care what mm-hmm. tags yeah, they yeah. put on me. Yeah. Somebody called me elastic. Someone calls me plastic. Mm-hmm. Someone calls me this. Elastic-y I don't care what pig. you call me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as that, you remember that play me. Very well if it was that's elastic-y the key thing. Pig. As long as you remember me. That's <laughs> the main mm-hmm. key. Yeah. You're great. You inspired us to start doing interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were just started out. We didn't know what we were going to talk about. We were informing and entertaining. And then we decided to talk about music. But then I, I've been watching you for over a year. Yeah. And I saw you, the people you interviewed, and I'm like, we need to do that. We we, need, yeah, we, I mean, we're not copying it, but we no, need we, to mm-hmm. get more into the music by, by talking to these people with their stories like we're talking to you. And each one's been yeah. successful. Just great yeah. people, great people telling great and we stories. we love doing and it. And that's what I learned you know the most. I, I learned that the real the people. The fact you told me that, which I already have spoken to Jim before, the fact mm-hmm. that you yeah. told me that, you don't know how happy I am. But for myself, I'm so happy yeah. for you guys. That you're actually doing it and you're enjoying it and you're entertaining people. Mm -hmm. That you don't know just Mm -hmm. those words that you said to me make whatever I've done on the internet Mm -hmm. worthwhile. Just those few words that you are an inspiration. That's how much Mm -hmm. it means to me. Mm -hmm. And what I've found most is that people are they're genuine people. It's the real human story in that musician, like Ivor Davis telling the the real thing, you know, what he was thinking when he met the women that were given to the Beatles, you know, and just seeing that interaction, that was a great story. It's not just the music. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's the real thing. And it's different than just reading something in a book. Mm -hmm. Your shows are live and that's what makes it great too. Yeah, because it's it's in the moment. I'm not a big fan it's... of Zoom. I'm not a big fan <laughs> yeah. of pre-record. I've been streaming out and been live. Yeah, and yeah. that's what's made it. But what the problem yeah. is, I've had difficulties. Like you would appreciate this. For example, you live in Arizona, or you live in parts of the UK. Streamyard mm-hmm. doesn't work. Your internet drops oh, okay. out. Right. Yeah. You need to use Zoom. You got no problem yeah. with Zoom. We've had a so couple once you problems know these with things, California. You know, you're yes. not going to do an interview, for example, with Susie Quattro, mm-hmm. and the internet's going to drop out because that's how it is. Mm-hmm. You've got to know these things too because mm-hmm. it's happened to me before and I've learned the hard way. What you've got to understand about PlastiKP, which makes my task even harder, and a lot of people don't know this, but I want to say it on your show. Yeah. You tell me how you do 527, let's say, interviews Mm-hmm. And it's a one-man show and you do it all yourself. And then you realize you're going live. And then you realize that you have to 
edit some of these shows, which aren't your fault, but sometimes you have to do edits. So here I am mm -hmm. doing live interviews and then wasting my time editing as well. So there's yeah. all this work in the background that no one knows about. Mm -hmm. I've got no idea how many hours I've killed myself to present a show to people to say, this is a show just for you. I hope it makes your mm -hmm. day happier. Yeah, Jim, Jim does all the editing and he knows how long that is. It's just, it's, it can be tedious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but on but, the you know, if machine, you do an hour interview and it'll yeah. take you four hours to render. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoy you know, listening the back to it. That I have to put up with. It's like mm -hmm. pulling teeth at some stage, you know? <laughs> and it's all this that I don't want to bring up that's got nothing to do with no one. That's my problem. Mm -hmm. But I tell so, you what, while this pandemic is here, I'm not leaving. You know, I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. I don't want doom and gloom and I want everyone to be happy. Yeah. Right, and right. It's in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm not giving up one second. I've been very lucky that I've only missed like one interview out of 520-something because mm -hmm. of some reason. I don't even remember. Yeah. But, you know, I had to adapt to the time zones. That was the hardest thing. Yeah. I've oh, got yeah. three diaries full of interviews that I've had to do. Wake up 5 a.m., wake oh, up wow. 2 a.m., wake yeah, up yeah. 1 a.m., wake up whatever time they want, be there mm -hmm. and give it to the people. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think people love me because I'm not – I'm not fake. I'm yeah. genuine. Oh, yeah. I'm saying no, as it is. You're who you are. And when I get the person on the interview, there's another thing I love I do. I don't waste people's time. I haven't got 25 minutes getting to what I want to say. That's mm -hmm. not me. You mm -hmm. can turn that on anywhere you want. Mm -hmm. I get into the interview. We're on. Yeah. We mm -hmm. say the interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they open up themselves and they tell me everything. Now you've it's done like, so many interviews. I'm tell me tell one. Tell me, tell me one that really struck you, where you at at your core for who you are. You said, "Oh my God, that was oh my God, that was great. That was a that was a connection." Do you have one of those? Tell me. Well, I'll tell you the greatest interview that I believe that I've done that was done recently that mm -hmm. I take my hat off. That's going to blow your mind, and I don't even know if you've seen this interview. Michael Lindsay Hogg, the man okay. that filmed the Beatles on the rooftop. And did the oh, Let It wow. Be movie. Yeah. Here I am. I've done 500 interviews, right? It's never going to leave me. I've done 500 interviews. Mm -hmm. I've achieved what mm -hmm. I needed to do in 15 months. 500 interviews. Interview 511. Michael Lindsay Hogg. The man has not given an interview since 2010. Mm -hmm. I do an interview with him with Chachi LaPrette, Breakfast on the mm -hmm. Beatles. He tells me things about the Beatles and the rooftop concert that I have never heard, that the yeah. world has never heard. Have wow. you seen that? those two interviews, part one, I, part two? I have not seen that. I have have you seen it. them? No, part I didn't. One, no, part no. two. Have you seen those? Not yet, no. Okay. That, see, that sums it up for me. People can't keep up with Plastic EP. Anyway, <laughs> to get back to my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Lindsay Hogg is with the Beatles, and he says, you guys wanted to do this concert or do a live thing in Rome, in, in a, you know, Colosseum. You wanted mm -hmm. to go on top of a mountain. You wanted to do this. And he goes to the Beatles, he goes, why don't you do it on the roof? And the Beatles <laughs> go, what roof? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. Yeah, do it on the roof here at Apple, on the top. Wow. It came from Michael. Wow. They I went up on the roof of Michael. Paul McCartney's <laughs> jumping up and down thinking if it's good enough to do the, to do the <laughs> thing. And what happens is then he tells you that when they're going to do the concert, this is why I don't want to get into too many details. I want mm -hmm. you to see the two interviews, no, part yeah, one, yeah. part two. 
Mm-hmm. Plastic EP, Chachi LaPrette, interview, Michael Lindsay Hogg, mm-hmm. part one, part two. Mm-hmm. World-class interview. Mm-hmm. You know what he told me, the freak mayor? He goes, we made a booth downstairs in the Apple building when you came, Mirror, two-way. So when the police came in, we could film them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You ever heard that? <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah, Don't ask you, you, would, you wouldn't be able to you no. wouldn't be able to film them then they would they would have shut them down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, thank you. So I'm not going to get that. into everything because I want to keep it mm-hmm. yeah. as a surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, this is me, a teaser for it. This is a teaser for the part one and two. Exactly. Yeah. But to yeah. me, I want to tell you, mm-hmm. he's one of the nicest people I've met. One of the greatest people that I ever look up to. And as I said, to be with the Beatles, you got to understand. He worked at Ready Steady Go. He was filming Ready, Steady, Go in the 60s when they did the Stones and they did the Animals mm-hmm. and they did all that. And then he did the Beatles film clips, Revolution, Hey Jude, mm-hmm. Paperback Writer, Rain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he does the Rooftop Concert. Then he does Let It Be. I mean, yeah. to me, it's like, yeah, i got no more to say. <laughs> all I'm saying is you guys have got to watch it. Yeah. Got to watch it. Excellent. And now, and for, for our listeners, what's, uh, Jackson, what's his name again? Three part. I just want to say with the Peter yeah. Jackson three part documentary mm-hmm. coming out on yeah. Disney oh, in November, yeah. which is a documentary of mm-hmm. Michael Lindsay oh, Hogg's yeah. work. Okay, this wow. is what the timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, that question I had was what was most impressive to you personally. Just it's the so it's those those secrets. You know, it's it's the man was there for all that. If without him, he you was just there gave to us- tell us everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just gave us he one teaser. Us, he told us stuff that I'd never heard. And mm-hmm. this is why I want the world to hear this interview. Part mm-hmm. one, part two, mm-hmm. do not miss it. Go and watch it now. Yeah. It's like, and you've got to understand something. When Plastic EP does an interview, and I do a lot of interviews, right? those major ones that are of major importance, historical significance, that's what those two are. So I'm going to say any more. Yeah. Because what he tells mm-hmm. you, like, blows my mind. Yeah, well, looking uh, looking again uh, more personally at you and not just your music and uh, other people's music, tell us tell us one thing about you that you like to do. Uh, another passion of yours that might not be music related. Is there anything that's not music related? This might be a hard question because well, you're involved. You're deeply I passionate. I'm entertaining myself, but you know there what you I really like doing? I love being on the net twenty four seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and discovering something that no one knows. Someone's so, done something, or someone can do something, or mm-hmm. or something that no one's seen. Yeah, you know, like so, I pick up these leads, and I go after these interviews that no one knows mm-hmm. about. Yeah, and when they come to fruition, and I know, mm-hmm. gee, that's that's world class. Yeah, got to cultural get that exploration. That's what I'll call it. Cultural exploration. You're exploring in and yeah, finding, and, I do it, and I've done it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I've been great at that. I found yeah. the guy yeah. that's You're- renovating the 1973 Paul McCartney wing bus. Did you know about that? No. He's no, restoring no. the bus that we yeah. use to do the European tour. And they're on top of the roof and it's open and they've gone around and done all those university gigs and whatever gigs wigs did. <laughs> he bought the bus and he's renovated. Have you heard of that one? Uh-huh. I'm going to throw a few at you. Have you heard of a guy that made his own spaceship, Jupiter 2? <laughs> In his lounge room that flies off magnets. Really? And it's big. <laughs> and it's the future right there. I've never seen that. 
Wow. That's another one I've brought to the world. <laughs> I brought so many things to the world that, mm-hmm. that that's unheard of that no one knows. I can't remember a lot of these interviews. You've got to forgive me for that. Too. <laughs> well, that's so many. Places. That is just so I many. I can't remember everything. I got another yeah, question. Yeah, I can't. I got, I can't I got another remember. question for you. Uh, when you're interviewing, did you ever discover someone who was maybe – uh, lacking humor or struggling in the interview. What did you do? Is there is there any? Uh, All right, I want to. You know what I'm saying? That's actually a good question. Did you ever feel that? No, no, and say, that's a good and, question. And, and say, I'm I need get to get right to the point. Yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. All right, what happens is I can tell you. I'm great at reading people. Five yeah. seconds, I've read it. I know. Mm-hmm. And when I do an interview, some people need ten hours research or three hours research. Mm-hmm. I can go fifteen minutes, bang, straight in the interview, mm-hmm. right? 15 mm-hmm. minutes, that's all I need. Research. Mm-hmm. I can just yeah. go. That's just yeah. me. I don't care what anyone else does. Mm-hmm. Right? But that way, if I want to do 10 interviews in a day, I can do it. No problem. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to do 10 interviews in a day. And this is a good question. 99.9% of the people I've interviewed, no worries. They tell me everything they want to tell me. Mm-hmm. I go with the flow. We do the interview. No problem. One person, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to give the identity. Mm-hmm. Of I could not read him. I could not, I could not read him. Yeah. And I go, gee, I'm doing this interview and like, can't read him. Yeah. And I knew straight away, I go, now what's going to happen? Yeah. Right? <laughs> to myself, well, you're going to keep, this is you're like, keep going, is what you're going to do. This is right? like completely different for me. Yeah. I've hit like, you know, I'm hitting the wall on this one. Mm-hmm. This, I can't, I can't, I don't get him. Mm-hmm. So anyway, then I started. And I started asking him a few questions. So instead of going like this, I came in like this, you know, mm-hmm. like an attack <laughs> until I got to the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. And then I, I did it and you couldn't see it because you'll never be able to pick the interview. But I already got it like mm-hmm. within like one minute of the mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. This guy ain't opening himself up. Yeah. This guy yeah. and telling me what I want to know. They're going to come in from the different ways mm-hmm. to get what I need to get, right? So you're, so you're saying that worked then? That worked for you at that point then? It worked? There's only one interview where it's sort of like, it was like I was naked without my glasses. It was yeah, like I'm exposed. Yeah. <laughs> no glasses. One interview. That's how I felt. No, no wedding ring, no nothing. nothing. <laughs> no one knew it. But then I started telling him things that was blowing his mind. And mm-hmm. as soon as I started mm-hmm. telling him these certain things about him, <laughs> which I, I caught on to, he sort of like, bang, it's just like. Oh, wow. Opened yeah. up like a flower. <laughs> but that was like planting a seed and, and watering it, and you're waiting for mm-hmm. a, a year to, for something to happen. Never happened to me before, only once. That, yeah. that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, yeah. and that's that what I was looking for. Right. So, so yeah, it, it happened very rare uh, that one time. And, uh, it's only happened once. Yeah. It's only happened once. So for some of our listeners who might be doing a podcast as well, because the podcasters would be more likely to listen to this, your interviews, what, what length do you like? What's, what's a good length? Have you thought about that, or are you completely open to long? And yeah, short? I have thought about that. The ideal mm-hmm. length between you and me is about 20 minutes. That's okay. the ideal. You know, mm-hmm. but what I do, sometimes I do shows and they go two hours, and some people yeah. watch it two hours. Yeah, but, we've gone an hour know, and 12. In reality, <laughs> talk reality. Yeah. You yeah. know, I've got a younger son. I've got a younger son, right, and I put him mm-hmm. in front of the TV, and he doesn't watch the net much. Mm-hmm. And I did a show about the monkeys, one of the monkeys' albums, and I had a a panel with me. And this is my son who doesn't care, right? Yeah. Sitting in the chair. <laughs> I don't care. He goes, this is a good show. He's there wow. five minutes. 
He's there 10 minutes. He's still watching. He goes, I don't know all this stuff. This is really interesting. Wow. You should wow. do more. The ideal, the ideal span of an interview, I reckon, to have the real impact is 15 minutes. All right? Yeah. That's something I'm only telling mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I don't care well, we- the rest of the world want to hear it. Yeah. But to me, the ideal time is 15. Mm-hmm. But if you go 20, you go 20. And plus, if, if you've got a theme attention song span, or something it's very long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I was going to say 45 minutes is people's more. attention span, but yeah. yeah, it could be, it could yeah, be 25. Yeah, I know, but I actually reckon it's shorter plus this. You know yeah. what I do now? I do people a favour. I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't play Hey Bananas We Think You Groovy, oh, okay. the full song. Yeah. I don't do that now. You guys, <laughs> it's like, let's give them 10 seconds of the song. Bang. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. get straight into the interview. Yep. You're over. You've done this. You know, they've oh, yeah. done that. They want to see how hey, groovy. Go watch 510 <laughs> interviews. It's all there. Yeah. 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 And we're, and we're doing that and already. Now, people, people like the, the, like the 10 seconds or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Plastic EP 2021 mm-hmm. streamlined. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, because no one knows. Half the people won't pick it up. If I don't play the song, hey, bananas, we think you're groovy, people get upset. Because people actually watch the show sometimes for the song and not the guest. I've got to tell you, this is an interview that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Thank and I'll you. tell you why. Oh, we love it too. Because you guys are great. You guys do a fantastic podcast and you guys are real. Thank and you, you know what? That you can't beat. And as I said, <laughs> no BS up, here. No BS I'm happy here. to open myself up as a book, oh. tell as it is. Tell you what it was, and it's something myself personally, I can't wait for it. Because from the time it started to the time it ended, I just feel like it was just, just a fantastic interview Thank to you. take part on. And it's those kind of interviews where it's like a piece of meat. When you can put <laughs> your teeth in it, you know it's a good interview. And I just mm-hmm, feel yeah. like I just ate a fillet steak. You know, it took like, time to cook. It was like, it was top notch. You know what Thank I mean? You. It's like the Rolling Stones. You heard that song off the hook. That's a great <laughs> song. <laughs> when my friends asked me who I'm interviewing, I, t- I said, it's a, a guy from Australia. And, he's, uh, and they say, who is he? I said, he's a podcast wizard and also a musician. So that, that's where I start with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's great meeting you virtually. And uh, I didn't get to say in the in the beginning, good morning to you. We're doing a Friday night here, and good yeah. morning to you there. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I've got to tell you, it's Saturday morning here, eleven thirty. We started like at ten. Yeah. And I just want to say you guys are great. Thank I you. I give you so much encouragement. You don't need it. Your shows like they stand on their own. And as I said, this is the kind of thing that we do. And mm-hmm. I'm just saying, the two of you there, it's just like I just thoroughly loved it. I can't wait to see it. These kind of interviews. It's like, you know, it's dead. For me personally, it, it like enriches your life. This mm-hmm. interview oh, yeah. has enriched my life. All right. That Thank is you. fact. Yeah. Okay? Touches, touches you your soul that. when you can communicate. Yeah. The West Stars yeah. the internet. These people don't know what they are. Once you know what, <laughs> what who you are, what you're doing, you where you're going, confidence. the road's easy. You've got stars. <laughs> Thank don't you. Don't be intimidated by anyone out there. They're all human. I'm telling you, I'm not. Yeah. I've got a thousand people that have told me they're going to come on my show. I'm still mm-hmm. waiting. Yeah. Still waiting. Keep them waiting. Keep them waiting. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right. You have a mean? great rest of the Go day. And uh, stay cool and have a great rest of the day. 
Thank you. Hey, listen, there's very few people I salute, <laughs> and you guys I salute. You know, Thank and, you. Wanna, and we'll call you sir. We'll call you sir show. plastic. You want to end the show? Just say you do it. Whack this on the end. Yeah. Plastic EP salutes Jim and Mike. Talk music. All the Thank best. You. See you guys. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. Take Talk care. Talk to you soon. Take care. You give me electric shocks. You give me electric shocks. My legs are burning in my socks. You give me electric shocks. Mariah, Mariah, the love is on fire. Mariah, oh yeah, Mariah, your eyes are like fire, come back to me, Mariah, 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 her love is on fire, when you look into my heart, when you look into my heart. Today's interview was recorded on Zoom and at Did You Say 7 Studios in Washington, New Jersey. Go to the YouTube channel for exclusive video content. Exit music by the band 99%. Today's show was produced and edited by Jim Thatcher. You can find Jim and Mike Talk Music on Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The song's at home. Three special words. It's Clef, a banana who think you're groovy, and electric shots. Used with permission from Plastic Goofy.